looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcasts. So check out RatsaleReview.com or search Review on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Changing my priest shirt. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to be frozen like that.
Welcome to Elvis Now. What's up, everybody? What's up? Going on, Wayne? No. Hey, are you are you ready to go? What are you doing? I'm like <laughs> setting up. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome back, Dave. David Boyd from uh, Twisted Tower Dyer. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's been a while since you've been on with me. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Good picks, too. Uh, thank you. Took a, took a couple of uh, choices. I kept picking picking albums that you guys had done recently, and I think my last one was uh, Sanctuary Forbidden, and Wayne's like, we just did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was funny. How we, were just, we just did that, literally, I think the day before, or, yeah, like you said, maybe the day before. It's yeah. funny, you picked one that we just did. Actually, and then you picked another one, and we just did that one too, I think, right? Yeah. I think it was Megadeth and something else. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. But uh, yeah, it was funny. And then and then you, you brought up these two, which is, uh, you guys got them as well. Uh, Corner, No More Color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good picks. And uh, Nate and Greg were both very excited that you picked these out. Very pleased. Oh, good. Yes. I'm excited too. So why why did you pick these albums? I picked these two. Um, well, they came out the same year, I believe. Um, and they're definitely two records that I listened to when I was a kid. I had on, on cassette, and I listened to in my car. You know, driving around in high school, cranking it up, and um, I just remember having good times listening to them. Um, and the Creator album, I think, is kind of a interesting. One in their uh, lineage as a band because, well, we can talk about it, but uh, it's like a tight creator album. Yeah, it's like the first one where I That's felt like I the performances were really good, you know, and, and um, it's what I want creator to sound like. It sounds like darkness descends. Yeah, I, I agree, but I think a lot of people appreciate the older stuff because they like the gaminess of it and you know the slightly edgy production. But uh, I felt like somebody really put them in the studio and kind of like put them nose to the grindstone and, and kind of force them to play this good stuff they'd written well in the studio. And, um, I don't, that's my feeling anyway, just listening to it. So yeah, like you said, it's like a clean sounding album and you can actually hear what they're doing and stuff. And then you watch live takes of the same songs and you're like, Oh, it sounds like old creator, but <laughs> you know. Right. Um, and I mean, this is my favorite creator album, even though my favorite creator song is flag of hate. Like this is yeah. just, creator it's like if slayer weren't like as musically talented as they were like due to dave lombardo it'd be like seasons of the abyss Mm -hmm. like how that's kind of more of a more thought out songwriting yeah i mean there's still very there's a lot of creatorisms like that riff mila uses in every fucking song like Yep. Recycles that riff. It's like Joel Grind in Toxic Holocaust. He just recycles the same fucking chord pattern. Yeah. It's a catchy little riff too. You can dance to it if you want to. But they, they <laughs> oh yeah, a lot better on this album. Like I hear a lot of two steps behind it, and I've, that's always how I've wanted it to sound. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible Certainty is my personal favorite creator album, but what is so good about this one is, you know, <clears throat> they kept the technicality of Terrible Certainty, but uh, it's much more streamlined. It sounds better. They dropped the needless brutality and really made a razor sharp thrash record with yeah, this. Yeah, it's set. like actually. 
Like who? Yeah. Razor. Oh, uh, yeah. I, huh, that's funny. I didn't think, think of that. Razor but you're right. Canadian player, as we all know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but um, the, another reason I thought it was really interesting you picked these two is I, both of these records kind of uh, represent a really pivotal point in the evolution of both bands. You know, this is Coroner taking their really straight thrash style as far as they possibly could and Creator too, because the next two albums for both bands just encompassed and integrated all kinds of different shit into the music. Yeah. <laughs> Home of Souls is the last good creator album, in my opinion. Everything else is just kind of... I disagree there. I really like some of the weird shit, but... (laughs) It's like Death Angel. It's okay, but it kind of bores me. There's not enough going on. Yeah, I remember when Renewal came out, um, and it seemed like everybody thought it was weird and didn't like it. They turned them off, and uh, my friend Mark was like the one guy I knew was like, oh, I love this album. It's great, and like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> it sounds like shit compared to the old stuff. And um, I honestly have not listened to that probably in 10 years. Like, I'm kind of curious to go back and hear it again and, you know, see what I think about it now. But um, back then it was like, you know, Millie definitely was singing differently and he blamed it on like bad air conditioning and hotel rooms. I read in some article and, you know, all these excuses and stuff. When really they just should have said, hey, we want to record a different sounding album and it didn't go well. And, all right, we're going to get back to normal. <laughs> yeah. I actually like cool too. That, that was my second creator album, by the way. Yeah. By the way, Satan is Real is the same chorus as Pleasure to Kill. Just going to throw that up there. It's literally the same fucking chorus. Oh, what? It's, it, as long as they didn't steal from somebody. It's the Mila same. Is lazy, from and that's why I like the other three of the Teutonic Four a lot more. Speaking of which, I just got Sodom's Persecution Mania from Amazon today, and that's who's playing guitar on this album, which is why the solos are actually good. Yeah, yeah, there was like, uh, he didn't get, there's some weird thing about uh, him not getting credit, Frank not getting credit for playing on it, or like, they, they switched guitar players like right during the recording of this, I believe. Yep. Um, so I think the the old guitar player got credit, but he played on it, or vice versa, or something right. weird. He didn't do anything on the album. He didn't do anything. Okay, so it was vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, he just he just sat in for the picture. <laughs> yeah. He's on. Here's Sodom in this album too, and I like that. It's just that more competent brutality. They recorded it once, completely in Germany with Trize, but uh, the band hated how it sounded and he wasn't interested in um, playing in the style that they wanted to move into. So they separated with him and replaced him with Blackfire from Sodom. So you think Blackfire actually played on the... Yeah. What ended up being the actual recording, okay. But yeah, not, the, he, not the first one, yeah, okay. That's why the solos are good. Sol- yeah. Solos before this were basically Carrie King. Right. Yeah, they're kind of like the European Slayer. I mean, that's that's how I always thought of them as a kid. <laughs> I always thought of them yeah, as they as really as are. Of Sodom is the one that was Slayer, like way heavier. Yeah, I'm just thinking about like the the guitar leads that are completely out of key until they land on a note and then it's in the right key I'm and the everything in between is like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like the choruses though. 
I yeah, yeah. I love that in uh like Toxic Trace, for example, though, David. It sometimes it just works beautifully because of the sheer bizarreness of the whole thing. <laughs> it really does. It, it, it's really all about starting on, on the right note and ending on the right note. And then in between you can pretty much it's, if you're playing fast enough, you you know, just and then I key and then I key and hit the right note and you're good to go. <laughs> David Vincent is like if Kerry King was a competent guitar player. You know okay. I mean? Maybe. When David Vincent plays lead. Sure. If you say so. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I'd have <laughs> to go like, back and listen like, to what huh. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> like all never thought of that before, and I haven't all listened to the Morbid Angel in a while. They remind me like of Kerry King, but they're competent. Yeah. Okay. Bring that up. I don't know. I see what you're getting at. Yeah. 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 It's all the same kind of style flowing through here. Because, I mean, Creator's an obvious influence on both death and black metal. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, the, yeah, like what we were talking about with the solos, that was something that always bothered me with, like, the old Creator stuff. None of them ever made anything. <laughs> well, they were a three piece for a while, too. So Millie was, you know playing the rhythm parts and then playing the leads and then trying to sing. He probably just thought like the leads are the least important parts. So I'm just going to fudge all that shit and, you know, make Put sure the back vocals. Put on the first <laughs> couple Tara releases. Yeah. But, um, I think... For every live solo Vinnie Vincent has ever played. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Extreme Aggression was probably maybe like maybe the fourth or yeah, probably the fourth album I heard of Creator. And, um, I just just seeing the album cover, like compared to the other album covers, I was talking to. Nate oh about, yeah, this is like the worst album cover. When you edit this, put the other <laughs> album cover up instead of. I, if I had the other, album cover. all right, but I, yeah. I'll no, I mean just take a PMG of it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that cover, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it's got a um, a guy in the mirror, and the um, the mascot is like coming out of the skull or something like that, and there's a guy like looking into the mirror. It's a, it's a way cooler album cover than, than this boy. He's ripping his face off looking in the mirror and the mascots yeah, it's underneath. Gnarly. Okay. But yeah, when I when I saw this, I'm less like when I see like bands on the album covers, sometimes I'm just like, all right, this might not be a great album. No well, you, you, you guys were on the front covers of your album covers, but they were different. They were drawn and they were cool looking. I have to say though, with the way Epic Records was trying to push this at the time in America, it makes sense why they went with the band picture because it's more marketable. Because right. as as cool as the concept is for that uh, original cover, it is kind of shittily drawn. You know, it doesn't look it doesn't, as professional. Which I guess. Is funny, so I I, I, I yeah. So I understand why they did it. Right. It just looks better. I don't know. I think of like album covers at that time, Screen Bloody Gore and Alters of Madness and None of that shit's on a major label though. This was on a major label and they were actually pushing oh. them, put up money well, to record a live video and a video for MTV, you know. Okay, yeah, this is their debut yeah. on a major label. Okay. But yeah. usually when you look for bands, you look for cool album covers. I wouldn't pick this up, you know. Right. But uh when I finally got to listen to it and everything, I was a little bit disappointed because my favorites are like like Greg, uh, Terrible Certainty, and um, uh, Pleasure to Kill. That's another one of my favorite ones. And then hearing this one, it, it's so clean. Like you guys were talking about it before, it's so clean sounding. It kind of bothered me a little bit. 
No, I like being able to hear all the instruments. Yeah, I don't See what, um, it w- <laughs> and this was actually the first one I had, like, on like vinyl, personally OLED. owned. I had heard them before this, but um, I like it because it's almost a dry clarity. It doesn't really rob the instruments of their power in any right. way, but you can hear everything great. Mm-hmm. And they're a little right bit line. more um they're a little bit more restrained and concise in their approach and um it it sounds a little crossoverish in some parts. I think Torn with DRI yeah. for a terrible certainty really had an effect on Millie songwriting. I always think it sounds like Handle of Care. It does sound a lot like Handle with Care. Which I, I mean riffs and shit here. aren't similar, but it's in the same um Came out the same year, didn't it? Or to handle it? Yeah. Nine. Yeah, it came out the same year. Both of them came out in '89. Okay, I thought this one came out in '88 for a sec. Nope, that would have been mean, out of the dark into the light. One later, is... one year later, um, violence, um, oppression of the masses. My favorite violence album sounds a lot like this too. Same same thing. Yeah, they kind of cleaned up their sound. They're trying to. Right. You know, every, all the thrash guys are like, we can be Metallica. Let's make some money, the boys, you know. But it's like two years better. later. It's, <laughs> better. it's, right. more, it's more rhythmically pleasing. Everything's yeah. lining up better. Yeah. More mosh-tastic, is that what you mean? <laughs> it's a better groove to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, more mosh-tastic, right? <laughs> right, yeah. The more mosh-tastic, the better. Um, but yeah, no problem with that. this is my this is my least favorite creator album. <laughs> really, you're a wiener. Wayne wants to make sure we know that. <laughs> what, what, Wayne, uh, c- curious, out of the original run or just overall? Pro- uh, out of the original run, overall. Okay, okay. that's a yeah. little more reasonable. Another album or two that's like um, you know a little iffy, but uh, yeah. yeah, original ones. There's, yeah, this just. I, it's just I, I need some more reverb. I need some more bass uh, bass in in the music. It just kind of kills it for me. Just too clean. No, it's, it's the chugging though. That is one thing that bothers. The darkness descends, and you'll understand this album a lot more. This is a more American thrash album, right? The one thing that bothers me about the bass is it does disappear a little bit during some tracks. I noticed right. that. I never noticed that before mm-hmm. until today, and I was like. Huh. What the fuck? <laughs> there are yeah. good songs the low end of the guitar, so I'm okay with it. There are good songs. Extreme Aggression, uh, Love, Us or, Love, Us, Love Us or Hate Us, uh, Some Pain Will Last. Yes. Some, some of these songs, they still play live. Betrayer. So Betrayer. Betrayer is fucking yeah. awesome. Right. Breaker of Torture is gnarly. Yeah. But um, I don't I think just... there's a bad song on this. Some Pain Will Last goes on a little long, but other than that... Yeah. I just some of these songs just aren't as catchy as some of the older. I like Home of Souls. It just was like song after song was like so awesome, and even uh, Terrible Certainty just had good song after good song after good song. This one I can like probably get rid of. No, no see, Home <laughs> of Souls is more like Act Three by Death Angel. It's I'm kind of bored. I mean, it's good. It's just not punchy enough for me. It's fine. That's you. You're allowed to like <laughs> Shut up, you dirty Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. During these times, you got to talk like that? 
Nate, you made the PC baby cry. Mr. Clean, <laughs> Mr. Clean is going to clean up my language here. <laughs> Wash my mouth out with soap. Yeah. All right, David, you got anything else to talk about with ex- uh, extreme aggression? Um. Well, I think some of the lyrics are kind of goofy. I mean, I, I remember thinking that when I was a kid. Like, uh, I'm looking, I've got a list of the songs next to me, and, uh, like, No Reason to Exist, you know, it's like, No Reason to Exist, and then he goes, There has to be a reason to exist. And you're like, <laughs> Make up your mind, exactly. Millie, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? <laughs> There's weird stuff like that that I always wondered when I was a kid. Is it really just kind of, like, they, you know, translated it into English, and yes. it just didn't come through right, or are they just... Is it just kind of goofy to begin with? I don't know. It's not oh. too bad, but there's definitely an overtone of kind of yeah. some silliness in some of the some of the lyrics. I still oh, love them. Translated lyrics. Yeah, they're, they're great, but the, there's yeah, there are some weird moments on this, and I wonder if it is translation. Now that you bring it up, like on Stream of Consciousness, the fucking chorus line is just so goddamn long. I mean, he must shout out two fucking sentences toward. Right. That. Yeah. Just in rapid succession, it's like really. <laughs> yeah, I think Sepultura suffered from that too a little bit too with the yeah. translation thing, where um, you know they're trying to translate from Portuguese to English, and it, you know certain parts you read the lyrics and you're like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> I found some sarcophagal lyrics. If you are a false, don't entry because you'll be burned and died. <laughs> my my go. favorite <laughs> love sarcophago. My favorite one is um by a Japanese band called Doom. And when they translated the title over to English for this compilation, I forget how it should actually be translated, but the basic way they did it, it came out you end two exclamation points. Get up, you <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty goofy too. <laughs> oh dear, just off, you know. As if metal wasn't entertaining enough. Now we got this stuff too. Oh, that's right. That reminds yeah. me of that Japanese grindcore band, Flatigious Idiosyncrasy, and the Dilapidation. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like this eighty-pound Japanese girl doing these unbelievable gutturals over like one kick drum grindcore. It's fucking gnarly. <laughs> if you like Maybe. early carcass, check it out. Oh, cool. cool. Any, anybody uh, else want to think for Um, one last tidbit. The chorus for um Love Us or Hate Us was actually used as an intro to a radio show on Las Los Angeles's KNAC for uh, many uh, years. Oh, cool. Rest in peace, KNAC. Yep. Still got a web page though, so alive in some format. Oh. Modern shit for me, though. I don't know if you guys heard, but this is Wayne's least favorite Crater album. I just want to make sure everybody heard that. This yeah. <laughs> Thank this you, David. All Excellent. Of all the those who care, the human thumb hates this album. <laughs> <laughs> Burn! <laughs> Yeah, I I really got to disagree with you here, Wayne. This is hey, one of I'm their sorry. best. It's okay. I, I'll let you it, have it. It's their, um, yeah, Seasons in the Abyss, yeah. 
there's there's many more creator albums that are better than it to me. I keep stumbling on seasons <laughs> in the abyss because the title track of that album sounds like it should be on South of Heaven. Hmm. No. Yeah. Corn. Anyway. Yeah. Right. No more. Under no more. more color. Dave, why did you pick this album? What do you love about this album? Well, you guys do that. Well, Greg original and, and I'm gonna put some stuff in the album. Master. Well, um. And my dog's freaking out. Um, yeah, this, I mean, well, the, the way I found out about Corner was, I think it was this particular album. I was in um, visiting my grandmother in Ohio in this really small town. It was boring as hell. And I went into uh, this place called Big Wheel, which is kind of like a discount place, kind of like, well, I guess kind of like Kmart or something like that. This is, you know, years ago. Um and immediately, as I do in all these places, went straight to the music section to see what they had, expecting, you know, Kenny Rogers and bullshit like that. And I was surprised to find they had a pretty good cassette collection of uh, metal records, a lot of European stuff, too. A lot of things I hadn't heard before. And I came across that, and I'd never even heard the band before. And I looked at the, you know, picture and the the uh, cover and everything. I was like, eh, you know, I'll spend nine bucks in this, whatever. Had my shitty little Walkman back at her house and uh, took it back and started listening to it. And the first song started, the drums come in. I'm like, oh, this is all right. And then the guitar starts coming in with this crazy alternate picking pattern. I was just like, what the hell is this? You know, like it was just technical prowess exploded in my ears and I couldn't believe it. And and there were three piece, which I thought was cool because I can, uh, you know, just having that much of a crazy intensity to them being a three-piece. I'm a fan of three-pieces anyway, but uh, yeah, it just blew my mind. I went back and got the earlier stuff, and then I was real excited when uh, Metal Vortex came out, and it was, that was pretty good, and then Grin came out, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Getting kind of weird. But I feel like that this is like they're, in my mind anyway, you know, they're, the writing evolved through the first three albums, but this is kind of like the first one that was recorded well. Had some weirdness to it, some kind of like almost mathy properties, which I kind of like too. Um, this is like where they get really album. complex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to say they went downhill from here, but they kind of took a left turn or a right turn or however you want to, you know, portray it. But uh, yeah, and this, I had this tape in my car. I remember uh, it was one of like three I would just play all the time. And I put it on the dash once and went to a friend's house. When I came out, the tape had melted in the sun, like the, the case for it. Ah. And, of course, I was losing my mind because I don't want to you know, spend another 10 or 11 bucks on a tape. So uh, my, my buddy and I got a blank cassette tape that had some garbage in it. And we unscrewed it. We unscrewed both of them and took the ribbon out of the corner tape and put it in the blank cassette tape. And, and, and it worked fine, of course. <laughs> and we're like, fuck yeah, we got cornerback. <laughs> Super Fucking excited man, about that. Awesome. So. Oh, before we get too deep into corner, I also forgot to mention that Creator album sounds like a Sacred Reich a little bit. That one, I, I forgot that. Okay, cool. Just We're talking about corner now. Back to corner. <laughs> <laughs> this is like combining Creator with Peace Cells, so I like it. But have I told you lately that this is one of my least favorite Creator albums? Uh, <laughs> have I told you that you're a dirty, scheming little man? <laughs> but um 
yeah, like you were saying, David, um, you know, they, they, they were always pretty uh, technical, you know, always reminded me a lot of uh, Celtic Frost and Bathory a little bit in that respect. And um, always loved it, but this record, they everything just gets kicked up a notch. Even Ron starts playing with this three finger technique that allows him to double up the baseline, and it's just out of this world. And then Tommy's adding in all these arpeggios and tempo changes and weird time signatures. Yeah. And so then it's weird enough to get my rhythm guitar player to like it. Yeah. So yeah, this this is like the apex of technical thrash metal to me. I think this is the best tech thrash album ever recorded. I mean, they Ooh, just they took it as far as they could go and then evolved into what they did on Mental Vortex. Killing technology, Peace Cells. Uh, God, there's a lot of good ones. I is would this... say this is better than um, World Circus by Toxic, though, and that's a great tech thrash album, too. It's, I do rank it high, definitely in the top three, top, um, top three, tech thrash albums. That's okay. Sure, it's not your first time. Damn! Around, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, what Greg said about the bass is interesting because, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I've always been a guitarist, so of course I'm like paying too much attention to the guitar and not enough to everything else going on. Um, I don't think I realized how crazy of a bass player Ron was until I got the uh, Live in East Berlin VHS tape. And watched that about 10,000 times trying to figure out the guitar parts to no avail. But yeah. just watching him <laughs> watching him beat on the bass, you know, like following a lot of the guitar lines, which are impossible to play with a pick pretty much. And he's just right along with there with him playing. And it's it's pretty impressive. And uh, it's like a German Cliff Burton. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. That yeah. video. I watched that thing. When I was a kid, the way he's able a lot to, <laughs> reminds me a lot of Clef. Just the way he's able to, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, yeah, I actually wore out the copy I had of that video. I watched it so many times. Um, you know, I discovered these guys right when I was about 16. My buddy's older brother had come over his house and he was letting him burn all his CDs. And I saw the cover to death cult. I'm like, the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And I just went that... right from there. I love everything, even up to Grin. I think they did everything great. But uh, this one was just something special. It was really different, very colorful in uh, how everything's executed. Yeah. And then, la- and then, Last Entertainment is just such a neat little esoteric piece. It reminds me a lot of both Voivod and like something uh warrior would have done on, uh, into the pandemonium. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of an anti keyboard guy back in the face when I was listening to this, but it didn't, it didn't even occur to me that, you know, to throw shade on the fact that they're using keyboards. It just, it sounded good, you know, it, like it, it all was part of the same composition and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the, spoken word parts a little strange but it works too you know like the whole thing just works and and it's it's a good good placement on the album you know and it and i never stopped it and flipped the tape over to listen to the other side early because i got bored with that song i thought thought it was really good i mean this whole album is just every single song i love on it there aren't a lot of albums where i can say that i just almost every song i like as much as the other Um, same here i think 
I mean, my, favorite. my second corner album. The only other one I had listened to was Rest in Peace, which is also a great album. So, but I like this one more. I just, it's better, objectively. Because it's just as ripping. It rips just as hard as any of their other albums before this. Mm-hmm. But it's insane in technic- just technicality. I agree. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's Jeff Waters tier technicality. That's and, hard uh, to beat that high tier. And just the way I mean, and how it just jumps into it immediately on "Die right. by My Hand." I mean, that is right. a crazy yes. riff, but it's so unbelievably crunchy too. That reminded me <laughs> of Annihilator, like the first album. Just the way it yeah. spurts up to the neck like that. That's fucking awesome. And Mistress of Deception is awesome, too. I mean, I don't dislike any songs from this, but those are probably my two favorites. And then I kind of like some of their more, like, their chainsaws, like the like that kind of shit. Reminds me of Whiplash. I love that. Yeah, like, on No Need to Be Human and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good shit. Um, I'm pretty uh, corner. I've only listened to them maybe about five, six years. Hmm. So I'm not very familiar with all the albums. And this is actually the first time I kind of like really listened to it more than once. So I got to, you know, learn it a little bit more. And the more and more I kept listening to it, I never found a song that I didn't want to listen to again. Right. So I didn't want to stop this album at all. I just wanted to keep listening to it, listen to it. And listen to it all the way through. It's like, there's not one bad song on it. I posted it. Oh. Tunnel but, of Pain lasts a little long, but other than that... But it's just every. It seems like everything that they did on this album, it it just it works and it should it should be there. There's no filler for any song. There's there's no filler on anywhere in this album. It's just every song belongs in this album. Yeah, and the drumming, like the jazz drumming on this album. This is like, oh, one thing I thought of. This is the album that like bridges peace cells and like peace was, time by atheists. Right. I was gonna say I hear. Listening to this, I hear a lot of the early Megadeth and even Annihilator, like you mentioned. Right. Um, but this is the album that bridges Peace Cells to Peace of Time by Atheist. Like, those in just jazz and brutality there, yeah. it's, it sounds a lot like both of them. Yeah. Like that, but those sweet pick mm-hmm. riffs like that, Atheist does that all the time. And I'm sure mm-hmm. they got it from Corner. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, when I was younger, um, and really before I got into CDs or anything, there was a yard sale. My my grandfather we used to go to yard sales all the time. And he goes, oh, this, I went to this one yard sale. And this woman said her son's got all these tapes that he wants to sell. So I'll take you over there later. So oh. we, get over, we get over there. I look through all the tapes. I grabbed a bunch of stuff. And there was corner in there. I still remember it in the back. Right, you know, like it just happened. Because I, I recognize the covers. Because I always love the album covers. I love how they have the, the strip on the side, most of them and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The album That's very German. Right. And um, so I saw the cassettes, but I, I knew I've heard of the band, but I, just by looking at the covers at the time, I really, really wasn't into that style of music. I'd like the growling vocals and, and just, you know, I wasn't really into thrash at the time. So, of course, I didn't buy them. They, they were only like maybe a dollar or two dollars. and They had every single Corner album. So I would have bought them. I would have been more familiar with Corner a long time ago than, you know, more recently. For shame. And, <laughs> idea. I got a good tonic thrash idea out of this. What's that? Sorry. Um, 
Exumer possessed by fire versus violent force malevolent assaults of tomorrow. That'd be fucking gnarly. No idea. I don't even know who knows. Oh, that. you're missing out, Wayne. Either that or I'm holy most I am versus Exumer. Yeah, that, you, you picked some really good albums. Um, These uh, are fucking great, man. I yeah, I did want to say the one thing I. The production is great on this, except for one thing. I think Ron's voice is a little too low on this album. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, that's about the only thing that ever bothered me, because he's so much uh, more forceful sounding on Punishment for Decadence. And, you know, Pete Hinton really yanked up the guitars here a little bit too much. I'm not complaining because it's vocals and thrash. It's not like it's Ride the Lightning or it's Reverb to Hell. Despite that being my favorite album of all time, that's my whole problem with it. I just I love the lyrics or pleasure to kill, you know. And there's there's only two people that can do Tom Warrior well: Tom Warrior and Ron Broder. And I love that vocal style. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So they're a really good album. All right. Anybody else want to Facebook page? Tom Warrior Og posting. My favorite Tom Warrior intro is not any of the uhs or anything like that. It's when Into the Pandemonium starts with Mexican radio and he goes, hey. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> I love that. But it ended up being awesome. I, that. Yeah. I also love that. It reminds me a lot of, um, I love just just non-sequential intros like that. I love when DRI does that too, like um, Madman. Or they have Kurt yeah. Dad just yelling at the band. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's all they got when the I, name Dirty Rotten Imbeciles is because of Kurt's dad. When I put my first. Like, one of the best of like, I think March with Thirst or whatever I think it's called. And every, every song, every song starts with that A or O or whatever he does. I'm like, does he do this in every song? And, and yeah, he did. <laughs> but still, Catholic Cross is awesome. Um, yeah. All right, so what are we gonna what are we gonna uh, rate? Let's do Korean first since we did Korean first. One to ten. Or is it? Um, can you do points? Like like half yeah. half numbers? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Um, I'd probably give Creator a. I think the Creator album's a solid eight. Maybe I'm not giving it enough credit, but I do love it. I mean, it's one of my favorite thrash albums ever. Um, mostly leaving a little bit of room for Coroner because I prefer that one. So, <laughs> yeah. right. I really love Extreme Aggression, but I probably have to give it eight and a half. Because as much as I do like it, there are other creator albums I like a lot better. Yeah. Um, but um, but it, it's definitely worth its weight, though. I, I feel like it gets derided a little bit too much because people really seem to have a problem with uh, the clean production. But I really think it made them stronger as a writing unit. 
I just don't think they had to prog- had progressed to the point that they would reach on Coma Souls yet as far as their songwriting goes. They were still kind of figuring out what to do with their technicality. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they obviously, you know, got better on this album, but the songs to me just weren't there. And for that, I will have to give it a seven. Fair enough. I'll give it a seven. Because there are songs I do like. I don't hate I don't really hate it, hate it, but still one of my favorite. Nate. The uh the only one on that album that uh, I don't think is as quality as the rest of the songs is maybe Bringer a Torture. It's not filler, but uh, I don't know if it's because it's the shortest song on the record. It just kind of bursts in and out without really leaving much of an impression. It doesn't sound bad, but it's not particularly memorable. Hey, where'd Nate go? All right, doesn't matter where. <laughs> <laughs> Color. What are we going to give that? No more color. Ten. Easily. <laughs> there isn't a single thing I dislike about that record. I just wish his vocals were a little bit louder. But, uh, I mean, uh, you know, talking about Tech Thrash, this, and then Voivod's Killing Technology for me. Just mm-hmm. two of my all-time favorite albums, and they both did something really different with the thrash genre but didn't sacrifice any of the uh power or crunchiness of their original thrash approach well dave i think i'll give it a 10 too i mean it's one i it might be my most favorite thrash album i'd have to think about that a little harder Ooh, Um, that's a good question but it's it's up there. It, it definitely is is one that has resonated probably more profoundly with me than any other one I could think of right now. Just because I listened to it about ten million times and loved every note of it, so I can't not give it ten. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Even though I'm not too familiar with it yet, and I should be more familiar with it. Like I said, I found no flaws in this album, so I'm going to give it. 10. It's, it's a really good album. Yeah, the the more you listen to it, the more you'll discover the different things. And oh know, yeah, yeah, it and it's just amazing. It, it's really cool. You know, for a three piece band to be doing the things that they did, it, it's amazing. You know, Not yes, it is, and play like they did. So, Nate, what do you think? <laughs> really, you don't say. He- if he comes back <laughs> here with a fucking frozen pizza. <laughs> any any day now, Nate. What do you want, Puff the Magic Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> you, what are you going to create her? Create her. My shirt. Look at that. Also, it's the only Teutonic Thrash shirt I own, but besides that. Which shirt is that? Create her. I know that. Which one? For what? It's just from the tour that they did Sabaton. It's got the wrong venue on the back. What do you rate for you? Oh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. It's not as good as Bonded by Blood or anything, but 9 out of 10. <laughs> Corner. <laughs> no more. Also a 9 out of 10, but I choose Creator as the winner. Well, sorry to say, corners the way. 
even though you can get whatever you want to get it. Corner wins. Remember yeah. me, you dumbass. What? I know. <laughs> but I didn't catch that. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't go out and buy both albums. They're both yes, right. buy both albums. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Cream Aggression was just recently, uh, actually, all the Creator albums were just recently all reissued and remastered and remixed and all this shit. And they sound pretty cool. Good remaster. Yep. And, uh, and they come Special with the live in East Berlin show as well. And even uh, the corners were remastered and released. Yep. Yep, they remastered their whole back catalog, even Death Cult. And you should get every single one of those. And I believe they're recording a new mm-hmm. album. Yep, they announced it in April. They are recording ah, a yep. new album this year. Yeah. I'm very I'm excited about that. It's uh, it, it's going to be interesting not having Marky on drums, but yeah. um, the, I've seen them twice since they reformed. Once the first show they actually played in America after they reformed down at the Maryland Death Fest, and that was awesome. And that was, was still with that. Marky. Oh, were you? That was great, wasn't it, yeah. David? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that's the only reason I went to the Death Fest that year. Honestly, I mean, I was there. <laughs> Me too. Other bands too, but. Everybody's like, oh, you like who do you want to see? I'm like, corner, of course. <laughs> Duh. Dude, did you see this year lineup that got quashed by the coronavirus? Did you no. see like Maryland Death no. lineup for this year? Holy shit. Top three headliners are Bloodbath, Dismember, and Cancer. Violence and X Hoarder are playing. Massacre. And there's still a lot more that I'm forgetting because I'm like high as shit right now. Damn, cancer. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All those guys, but yeah. um. Anyway, I I also saw them live with the new drummer uh, Diego, and he's he's great. He's actually more technically uh, proficient, I think, than Marky was. So I'm very very excited for a new album from Corner. And what's going on with Twisted Tower Diary? We got a new album yet, or what? Um. We're working on stuff. We're, we're actually, uh, hopefully this won't distract us from, from new stuff, but we're we're kind of starting right now to, to go back and re-record tracks from each of our albums. Um, I don't even know. Not including the newest one, but and not make it dark either, I don't think. I think it's basically the first album through Netherworlds, our first four albums. Um, okay. Basically, the ones that Johnny didn't sing on because we still had Tony in the band, and and um, we're a little better at playing and recording now. Hopefully, anyway. Um, so, Mark's kind of our drummer is doing a lot of the uh, behind the scenes work with that now, trying to get started with doing the drum drum tracking and trying to kind of get everything set up. And um, we have a lot of ideas. We haven't really settled on what we're gonna like, whose ideas we're gonna use or. Um, Jim's got a bunch of songs. I've been working on a couple of things. Um, so we're working on stuff. We're just lazy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Distracted, busy. You know, we all got jobs and there's kids involved and, you know, I don't know. We're, we're not hanging our hats up yet, but we're, uh, we should have something out pretty soon. All right. Cool. We're working on something else too with, um, said from, uh, Blazing Stone and, um, that was the other band name. Yeah. He's- but uh, what's going on with that? What was that? I missed it. Oh, you didn't hear me? Uh, you were working on uh-huh. something um, with said from like Blazing Stone and, and his other bands. I forget what he's in, but uh, what's going on with that project? Oh, uh, yeah. 
it's it's a little stalled at this point. Um, we got out one single, and we're there's a couple other songs in the hopper. It's kind of a similar situation where there's like material floating around, and some people have done parts, and I don't know. We have to kind of regroup. Um, one of the guys is is in school and really kind of getting pounded with with uh, work with school and stuff. So it's moving forward kind of slowly at this point. Hopefully we'll pick up speed in a little bit. Cool. Very I'll cool. be on the lookout for it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Dad, uh, the re-records actually sound very interesting to me, actually. I'd uh, like to hear them with the different vocals. Yeah, we're going all the way back into the demos, too. So there's a couple of really, um, really old tracks we're going to do, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very curious about it too. I'm excited because I'm, it's I got to re relearn a lot of the songs. I know how to play them somewhere in my head, but not you know, can't sit down and just crank them out. So it's kind of a, and a lot of the early recordings are kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to try to clean them up, kind of like an extreme aggression scenario, and and uh, clean up our sound on the older stuff without trying to lose all the gusto. Right, yeah. So I'm excited about it too. We're all pretty excited. Cool. Can't wait to hear it. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's nice talking to you again. It's yeah, thanks for having me. We gotta get you on more often. Yeah, yeah I'd like that. The best picks. So yes, you do. Just make sure they're not ones that we've already done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, uh, check out. Uh, is there there is a website for Twisted Town Die, right? Uh, TwistedTownDie.com, or, or what is it? Or I don't know if there? we even have an actual website anymore. Uh-huh. Um, well, then I we're, guess we're... we're on Instagram as of like two days ago. Um, oh, there's probably not much on there, but <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely on Facebook um, and probably MySpace too. But don't bother going there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that still existed. Yeah, I still keep do. getting emails from them. I guess there's something up happening. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everybody go Look check back, it. boys. Yeah, it's coming back in a big, big way. But uh, please go to <laughs> review.com. Please buy a t-shirt. Plenty of shirts up there to choose from. We just uh, I just made a new t-shirt with our, our uh, mascot. Kind of cool. His name is Stanley. Take cool. Stanley home. Hashtag take Stanley home. Go buy a t-shirt. And, uh, Stanley. Yeah. I couldn't think of another name. Stanley just... He looks like... Too. What? Tattoo. I, I'm I'm fine with that, but if we ever do like a uh, little promo or something with him talking, he has to talk like Paul Stanley, but like live <laughs> Paul Stanley. <laughs> like, hey baby, how we doing in there? Whoa! Do you like vodka? Just <laughs> like on my love gun, and we'll hit the highway <laughs> doing <Yeah>. sixty-nine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a really funny thing they did on, on a live three. I can't remember what the hell it is. My friend always, I'll remember it after it. I got a live three. He says a lot of really funny stuff. But anyway, see you guys next time. And again, yeah. Thanks again for coming on, David. I Thanks, really guys. enjoyed this. And, uh, look forward to both cool. what you got on doing with Twisted Tower Dyer in the future and your next pick. Bye. All right. Take it easy, guys. Have a good night.